Radio. In this homily today, I want to put before you two delusions, two ways of being deluded. One is what we see in the gospel today. It's the Pharisee's way. We hear that this Pharisee stands there in the temple and says this prayer to himself, we're told. I thank you, God, that I am not grasping, unjust, adulterous like the rest of mankind, and particularly that I am not like this tax collector here. So the Pharisee's delusion is that he's blind. He's blind to his own faults. And as tends to happen, when we're blind to our own faults, we tend to look at the faults of others. We're quick to point to the sins of others. And blindness in the area of sin is very dangerous because how can you receive forgiveness if you don't recognize sin? Just like how can you go to the doctor about a medical problem unless you recognize the medical problem? You won't seek out the medicine if you don't think there's an issue. But even more dangerous than this spiritual blindness, perhaps, of the Pharisee, is the little detail that we hear. We say, we hear Luke say that the Pharisee stood there and said this prayer to himself. What's the basic minimum of prayer? Well, prayer is a conversation with God. It's a reaching out to God. Prayer must involve an I-U relationship. Prayer is a relationship between God and ourselves. It's never just about words. Prayer is never just introspection, looking at ourselves. Prayer is a relationship between us and God. And the Pharisee is just there saying the prayer to himself. Saying the prayer to himself. He's not even doing that basic thing of reaching out to God. And of course, when we do reach out to God, it's very difficult to be deluded. If we reach out to God consistently, faithfully, we open up our heart to God, God speaks to us. God doesn't allow us to be deluded for long. He reminds us of things we need to ask forgiveness for. So if we pray, if we pray consistently, we will receive the grace that that tax collector had. And it is a grace, a grace to be humble before God and to be able to pray the sinner's prayer as it's known. God be merciful to me, a sinner. That's a prayer that we can all make. We can all make it because we're all sinners. Not one of us can claim that we haven't sinned. It's a weapon against pride, thinking that we're all that, thinking we've got it sorted. It's a weapon against spiritual blindness, and it's a great tool to acquire humility. So the confession of our sins to God is a great way of growing in virtue. 
It's not just about dumping our sins. Humility, of course, is a powerful thing and it's like the staple virtue of every saint's life. It's the virtue you always find, this truthfulness about who they are before God. The first reading says this about the humble man. It says, the humble man's prayer pierces the clouds. Until it arrives, he is inconsolable. Nor will, he, nor will he desist until the Most High takes notice of him, acquits the virtuous, and delivers judgment. So we've been hearing these past weeks about persistence in prayer. Well, the humble man shows that persistence. He keeps on asking and asking, knocking and seeking, confident that the Lord will answer. His prayer pierces the clouds. His prayer reaches into God's heart. That's what humility can do. So this is one delusion we have to avoid, not to be blind to our sin and never to just focus in on ourselves, turn in on ourselves. We are meant to be in a relationship with God. But there's another way of being deluded too. And this is to think of oneself as so poor, so poor, so wounded that we're not worthy of God. We're not worthy of becoming part of his church. And I think this might be something of a modern problem that has various causes. Maybe it's to do with family breakdown. Maybe it's to do with different sorts of abuse, addiction, lack of good authority figures. Whatever the cause is, there is often this sense in people that they're not worthy of God, that they're too far gone, that they're not good enough to come back to him. But of course, this is equally a delusion because God came for sinners. God loves sinners. What I would suggest we need is what might be called a holy confidence. A holy confidence is something that St. Paul shows in that letter to Timothy. He says, I have kept the faith. All there is to come now is the crown of righteousness reserved for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. So St. Paul knows who he is. He knows after having fought the fight to the end, after having run the race, after having poured out his life, that God will reward him, that God will give him the crown of righteousness. In other words, will give him eternal life. He's not indulging in false humility, not saying, no, no, maybe God will give me something. He's confident in that crown of righteousness. But remember who St. Paul was. St. Paul had been a fervent persecutor of Christians. St. Paul had approved of their death, of their killings. St. Paul had quite a past. And yet, 
he was willing to be so confident in God's salvation. And that's because, yes, he'd encountered the mercy of God. He must have prayed that sinner's prayer very often. God be merciful to me, a sinner. But St. Paul knew something as well. Something that we all have to know in a deeper way, even though it's very basic, even though it's Christianity 101. And that's that God loves us. Paul realised that God loved him with an amazing, infinite love. And that's what the holy confidence is really about. Not a confidence in ourselves, but a confidence in the infinite love of God. The love that the Father has for each one of us. It's to realise who we are in the face of God and how God looks at us. And the way that God looks at us never changes. Even in the midst of committing our sins, God's love never changes. So yes, we are sinners and we need to acknowledge that, but we are loved and redeemed sinners. St. Paul, for all his struggles, with all his talk of pouring out his life, of running the race to the end, he knew the truth very well. That it wasn't Paul who was triumphing over adversity, it was God's grace within him. It's the Lord who triumphs in us. By ourselves, with our weaknesses, with our faults and frailties, we can do nothing. But if we fix our eyes on God, he can do everything within us. And like Paul, we need to give God the glory so we can say to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.